0: Hello! It's, what, number 32 of the Rom-Doings? It's episode 32 of the Rom-Doings franchise. We have finally moved into five bits. Five bits, 32. Very exciting moment. Geek joke. Only three more bits and we'll be a bite, although that'll be episode 257, so things start to to get more difficult to to earn our bits. And, uh, you know, when we get to 12 bits, we'll have made 4,096 episodes, so I look forward to that momentous day. That would be good. How long will that take... If we do 50 a year, say. I don't know. You're the mathematician. Oh, yes. I forgot that I'm a fully qualified mathematician. Yes, you, do, you, you, got, you did maths for A level and you got there. <laughs> I did spectacularly well. What did you get again? Was it the N or the E? The, the E N? was for maths, and I retook and got a D. Oh, right. So I if you'd have... A little added, bit more respect for me so, now, So, so, so you? if you'd have retaken three more times, you would have finally got the A. <laughs> That's right. I was creeping my way <laughs> I got, well, I was like, four marks off an A for, uh, for stats. Right. But I just wasn't very good at pure... Well... Pure, pure must have been dreadful then. Oh, shock it! Imagine how bad my pure grade would have been. I could do stuff like algebra. I love algebra. I could do, happily do algebra now. Okay, go on. Okay, um, I'll do a difficult one. Go on okay, then. are you ready? Yeah. X. Yeah. Plus three. Uh huh. Equals five. Uh huh. What is x? Oh, hang on a second. Oh, well, um, then is it is it the square root of minus four? Yes. Yes. Come on. Come on, where? I was just, I was cheering in a colloquial way. Oh, because you're, you're getting into the football. That's right. The, <laughs> we should probably do some more introductiony stuff. I want to be able to drink what I'm holding in my yes. hand, for instance. And it, we should say what we're not talking about. We returned to an old favourite. It's the honey rum. Um, uh-huh. And today we are not talking about... <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're not talking about today. Is that right? With regard to the football yeah <laughs> oh yes well come on put it properly that's it <laughs> you could, uh, good luck transcribing that <laughs> transcribing that on, on the right no way. problem at all yeah look how far back we're leaning from the microphone i hope anyone can hear what we're saying go on make some crack about how we're roman centurions leaning back then i'll say that it's not centurions it- a senator or something like we're that. We're like... Um, I mean, I, I didn't interrupt you last week when you said about seven things that you'd said previously, including whole <laughs> anecdotes. I so. know, you were in a funny old mood last week. Well, I'm sorry, I, I had a bit of a cold and uh-huh. that's why I'd forgotten my Latin, I'd forgotten what fetus meant, yeah. I've, I'd <laughs> forgotten exactly when English uh, spelling reforms had happened, yeah. I, I thought they'd happened a thousand years ago <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Interalia, so I apologise. A bit muffled, but I'm feeling a bit better this week. You had a bit of a sleep, a good rest. Yes, and I've got my rum, so I'm going What's to have a. Covered? Have a top. What, what have we got, honey? Rum? It's a honey rum. Yes, it's just. Mmm. Lovely on a, Oh, it's so delicious on a beautiful summer's day. If only it were. It's a beautiful summer's day in Bath, where all the best people live. Mm-hmm. But it's a horrible, cloudy, muggy day in your stinking London. <laughs> London's the only. Part of the United Kingdom that really deserves to exist, if you think about it. No. The rest of the, the rest of the United Kingdom is pretty much Slovakia. <laughs> well, I love Slovakia. It's my favourite. <laughs> you, you, you do. You go there for all your holes. I do. Yeah. Slovenia. That's what I couldn't remember the country. I couldn't remember before. When? So in England, were play who they played yesterday. Gosh, I can't believe the result. Yes, I was shocked about that Were you? Yes I was also shocked I can't believe that they crashed out of the World Cup slash scraped through into the next round (laughs) (laughs) Delete as applicable (laughs) Yes Gosh, the manager certainly proved his unorthodox methods there Gosh, the manager certainly proved his unorthodox methods didn't work there this is good, we should record. We could talk about oh, everything that's going to happen yes. this way. It'll be brilliant, we'll be covered. i we'll edit it and we'll sound like... Are, are you proud to be a Liberal Democrat as we enter the, the season of slashing? Are you proud? No, why would you bring that up again? It's like a, a poking at the horrible little scab, I'm lifting it up again. The problem is, it's not I who, who is just doing that. It's every, every time you hear a new announcement from the government, oh. it just reminds you, the little scab gets yeah. picked again. yeah. It's the trivial nastiness of it. It's not mm-hmm. if they were nice and big and dramatically operatically evil, that would be one thing. Yeah. But they start with these horrible little things like, oh, we're going to, we're going to. It's like the, the the nasty old man at the top of the hill who rages against the children and throws rocks at them, and saying, yeah. like, we're going to not fund the Stonehenge visitors centre. <laughs> it's not going to save... You know, what? that's not going to save any money at all. It's not going to do anything. I've heard the economy's rev- gone into abundancy ever since they did that. Yeah, Stonehenge, exactly. Stonehenge, who's not only draining all of the facilities, yes. but also containing the dangers for the entire universe. Well, exactly. Really um, nice. we're, we're, we're not going... Oh, you don't watch Doctor Who, do you? You don't even know no, I, what I, Stonehenge I, is for. Oh no, I saw a bit of a making up apparently there's an underhenge, which that's no archaeologist had ever found before no, that's true. they lifted up one of the rocks and there was a staircase going well, down. Well they had to to zap it with a sonic screwdriver, come on. Mm. So yeah, it's it's I think it's the pettiness of the cuts that are mm-hmm. uh, annoy me. Uh Whilst, of course, um, Trident, uh, the, the useless nuclear deterrent, gets its multi-billion... I've been, I've been on that submarine. Have you? and <laughs> I went with scouts. You've been on the Trident So They probably got scouts to man it, I think. I touched a nuclear weapon. Did you? I did. We weren't meant to. Well, but that's, that's what it. your scoutmaster said it was. That's <laughs> I said, come on, touch my nuclear weapon. Ooh, yes, that's just nuclear fallout. <laughs> <laughs> snow, snow from the nuclear winter. <laughs> yeah. That was a good joke. I've got no comeback to that. It was too good. It was too good. I think we should. Yeah, um, you should stop there. Stop Thanks there. for listening <laughs> this week, everybody. Yes, it's it's been a very exciting episode where we've moved to paedophilia, paedophilia in almost <laughs> in under five minutes, I think. We have a problem. What's that? We have a problem about talking about that subject too much. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is the topic that all the cool dudes are talking History. about these days. I think it's a new fashion. We should talk about cream tea as a deterrent. Yes. That's what we should do. <laughs> yes, yeah, So every... Um, no, each, each nation will have its own sort of deterrent. So, you know, we'd have cream teas and, you know, maybe, um, you know, Spain will have a Catalan flan. Mm-hmm. And America, uh, a nice slice of apple pie. Yes, exactly. And oh, yeah. generally, uh, sort of... I, I'm minded of the pie flinging um, that went on in... Um, what was it called? They were all the li- Appropriately, all the little kiddies throw cream at one another. <laughs> oh, dear me. It was a movie I saw. What <laughs> <laughs> was it, Nick? Lots of underage children kind of getting into romantic engagements with one another and then flicking and cream in each other's faces. <laughs> what was that called Where they played gangsters? Oh, Bugsy Malone. Yes. I've never seen Bugsy Malone. Well, that's pretty much described. That's, is <laughs> that right? Yeah. Oh, dear. Mm. It's got Jodie Foster in it, hasn't it? An underage Jodie Foster. Uh-huh. She's underage. She's under the age. She's under. She's minus <laughs> age. She's under her own age. Wow, that's awful. Yeah. Is, is, is Jodie? There's so many cats in your house. They're today. just wandering around. Is, is Jodie Foster a lesbian? Um, I believe. Has she Because she's out? very private about her private life. Oh right. Although apparently she broke up with her long-term partner of many years. A lady certainly. partner. A lady partner. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. But she. I like the fact that she just gets. She doesn't appear in gossip magazines and. No, so she off by paparazzi because she just knows how to keep her way out of all that business. Well, there's the debate, of course. Radical um, gay movements suggest that that's irresponsible and you should be outed if you do that because you're perpetuating the fact that it's something to be slightly ashamed about. And or, to... Yeah, or just being quiet and getting on with your life. Well, no, but they say that isn't. You're, you're, you're that's ashamed. you're a strange thing You're ashamed of. So, so people are out. That's why I you know people are outed by radical gay movements I think where it started was where and I think rightly so where people were being hypocritical like a Tory who voted uh, for section 28 but nevertheless was then yes. going home to visit rent boys I think mm-hmm. it's right to out him because you know you show show <coughs> him up for the opportunist hypocr- mm, hypocrite okay. that he, he is but I suppose if you're just going about your life maybe yeah. outing you is not the right not thing to particularly do particularly nice thing to do when you just like you know I'm sure it's like James Randi. Although the fact James Randi was out to everyone he was close to and and who cared cared about him, he just didn't feel a need to say it in public. Although the fact he was 84. No, but I think it is a bit sad that. Um, well it's not the totality of his life it's an aspect of his character and the fact that he felt that he needed to keep yeah. it private is a sad thing it shouldn't be well, he, I, I he think it suggests that it's still a stigma a general he didn't stigma. keep it private he, he, bear, bear in mind the guy was born in the 1910s yes, 1920s when, when it was uh, so you know he's starting from that position it was, it was however illegal. he didn't keep it secret everyone he knew who worked with him and knew him and was friends with him knew mm. it Wasn't you didn't know it you were a, shocked Oh, well, you, you burnt all his books when he I had did. Those. I was like absolutely the horrified. Truth about Yuri Geller. You know, yeah. That was it. You threw truth it about James Randi a big pink bonfire. <laughs> but you no, know, so I don't think he was ashamed at all, or think had to keep it a secret. He just wasn't. He just didn't make his private life public. How, how old is, is he enough. now? I think he's eighty-four, eighty-five, something like that. Right. Yeah. So finally, he's come out the cupboard. <laughs> yes, that's right. The a, proper, a hero. very creaky old cupboard. <laughs> his partner putting up with that beard, I think, is more impressive than <laughs> yes. anything else. Yes, it's an, I wonder if people who listen to this don't know who James Randi is. Oh, they can go look up randi.org. R-A-N-D-I, yes. not yes. any other A-S-G. website. Uh, yeah, randi.org. he was a magician who turned into a debunker. Mm-hmm. And he famously offered a million dollars to anybody who could prove a paranormal claim. Uh, and people have often gone and said that's unfair, but it wasn't unfair because what they would do is they would get, they'd say, all you have to do, you don't have to say how the paranormal thing works. For mm-hmm. example, dowsing is a favourite one. Yes. All you have to do is, you tell me what you say you can do Mm -hmm. with dowsing, and then we will test that. And we'll test it with something that we will both agree before as a protocol. So, for example, we will go into a hall Mm -hmm. with a false floor, and underneath... There will be, you know, one tank of water and three empty tanks. I think they tanks. often do it just by digging fields, or, putting pots under yeah, fields. One something. tank and three empty tanks. And yeah. you have to, all you have to do is tell yeah. me which of these, you know, four quadrants mm-hmm. is. And I won't know because it's done by somebody else, yeah. so it's a proper double blind. And it's quite funny. They always agree to the protocol before. Yes. And then afterwards, only afterwards, when, of course, they failed to do any better than chance, mm-hmm. suddenly, oh, it was terribly unfair. It was yeah, the wrong sort right. of protocol. And he shows them, hold on, here are the documents you signed. Mm-hmm. And what we did reflects exactly what you signed You didn't say it was unfair then yep. Suddenly of course it's terribly unfair and terribly problematic And biased against you and that kind of thing And not surprisingly his million dollars has been perfectly safe yeah, That's right for Decades now Yes gee. I think I've got a, I have a need to move this away from your knees Because mm. I've noticed we creak So it's going to be a horrible noise now Are you now. moving the puff. I am moving your poof away okay. from me Fair enough and now you're creaking Oh, just a lot of creaking to do Actually, that, but to d- d- save clicking. Dowsing is an interesting one. I think there are people who listen to this podcast um, and email uh, podcast, podcast at rumdoings.com if you are one of them, mm-hmm. um, who believe that dowsing is effective. It's I mean, for, I of, sort of, I sort of did, before, you know, when I was young, and I saw people doing it. And I thought, well, adults do it; it I must have some basis. Adults, yeah. That it does work. People told me matter of fact that yes, it works. Of course, it just yeah, it yeah. just works. And I thought something like sort of magnetism or yeah. something like that. It just it just works, but if you actually study it properly, no, it doesn't work at all. It's the idiometer effect. And yet, with em- emphasis on idiot. Yes, indeed. And yet, uh, even water water companies even now will mm. still hire people to douse. They will, and you hear also um, uh, you, you you hear from geologists and you know oil companies and and you know archaeologists. Oh yes, well uh, they swear blind that yes, but uh, I was dowsing and I was able to find mm-hmm. this old buried wall underneath. And yet you say yeah. no. You're a trained archaeologist. Yes. You know where a buried wall is likely to be buried, and you, your hand twitches it, the, the little coat hanger down in the position where you're likely to dig. Also, you're forgetting the 20 times where you did a little dig and there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, of course, of course yes. which, which always happens. Is happen. there a term for that? There should be a term. There is, and I can't remember what selective it is. Selective memory or something. But yeah, selective, selective something or other, right. yes, exactly. But yeah. basically, and this is very interesting, whenever people are cold red. Or mm-hmm. do, do cold reading, and the victims of the cold reading always remember how accurate it was. Yes. But if you actually then look at a transcription, or listen to a recording, and you hear the eight misses before the yeah. one hit, which they've completely discounted from their memory, mm-hmm. and they re—in fact, they rewrite, their memory, they so rewrite it, the memory. They rewrite the memory, which is which is quite frightening when you think about courtrooms and oh, witness yeah, statements absolutely. That. Yeah, yeah, the absolutely. way that memories get rewritten in mm-hmm. order to. Uh, fulfill what their, you know, their wish fulfillment is extraordinary. Absolutely, so you have a you know the, the medium or the psychic will say I'm getting an M, and they'll say it's an M, an M sound, maybe an N and then mm. the person will say, oh is it a, a, Ni- a Nigel, a Nora, a, yes. um, oh, it's just Peter, it's Peter. And yeah. the person will go, oh yes Peter, it's me. And then they'll remember it later, the medium came up to me and said I've got a Peter yes. for you. And then they say yes, that was a, uh, I think it was a, a grandfather and and they see them sort of mm-hmm. looking at bit like grandfather no, no, or maybe more of a a brother, uh, uh, an uncle. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. More, uh, ah, yes, Uncle Peter. That's right, isn't yeah. it? Oh my goodness, he knew he my knew uncle, uncle Peter, Peter immediately. Yeah. Uh, and I was, that uh, happens someone, again and someone again. Someone once tried to cold read me, mm-hmm. and I knew how not to be read. And it was just fascinating watching their face just drop as they went. They couldn't get any feedback from them you at all. Well, that's what James Randy does. He just will say. You will answer a question and say yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that all your questions, or yeah. no? Is that all your questions, and that's it? There would be no further giving. So, do you have a, an un- a brother? No. Do you have a, a, a <laughs> no? And this actually, is actually they... not. But whereas people try to be very helpful normally, which is what the cold reader is banking yeah. upon the yes, normal social. Source. No, I don't. I'm not, but I do have an uncle. Mm-hmm. Ah, whereas of course I <sighs> say no. Yeah and, and that's what I silence. And that's what I did in this situation, and the person very quickly backed away from me. It was very interesting. His kind of yes. look of uh oh in his eyes as yes. he moved on from you me had, very quickly. You had evil spiritual blocking. That's right, that's what it the was. evil spirits weren't allowing <laughs> the truth to get through. Yes. Yeah. So I don't like them was, very much. Was the person who was cold reading you a genuine charlatan or was it just a party trick? Uh, I think it was uh I think it was like many people are in that situation they where actually I, they've bought that. into their own nonsense yeah so they actually think you know I am yeah. I do have this thing See, it begins with I'm quite intuitive I'm quite sensitive and, yeah, then, yeah. Just, and then you learn techniques for this And yeah. do you remember when I cold read you once about mm. it was about 10 years ago mm. and end up telling you about a friend of yours who just recently died and mm. it was we freaked ourselves out by doing it Just just by having that yeah, that same response. And so you can see how easily someone might buy their way into it if you can be surprised when you're doing it yes, on purpose. Yes, because I think certain people will, uh, as we said, the victims will recreate the memory. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, and the naive but believing perpetrator will also rewrite their own memories and think, goodness, I, I I knew there was an Uncle Peter. Well, even to tell you the story, and I say that, you know, I talked talk about a friend of yours who died recently, yeah. that's not what happened uh, at no, all, is it? I, that's, yeah. That was the punchline. Yeah, Uncle Peter. That's not how we got there. But, but, but then again, you know, yeah, I think that... It's difficult to tell how much people do believe and how much they start not believing but then believe. I mean, Uri Geller, I would predict, in some way, in some way, knows he's a fraud. Mm -hmm. Come on, Uri, sue me. And And in other ways sort of thinks he is oh yeah did you have we talked about the channel 4 documentary before in the last 31 episodes i don't this is one case where i don't actually uh, believe you have okay um he, there was this amazing program and they sent Urigella. it's just the prank it's on a grand scale mm. it's extraordinary that channel 4 sent Urigella to croatia um mm. as a travel documentary now croatia was barely out of being a war zone at this point but it was just they were trying to rejuvenate their tourist industry so they sent him over and spoofed up a whole sort of Judith Chalmers style holiday programme I think they got um, oh I forget her name but they got some similarly uh, honey-voiced uh, woman to do the voiceovers and, and they had the blue wobbly water patterns in the backgrounds. they put up the details and it was just done straight they never broke the joke they never mm. said that this was a fake but what they did was they filmed Geller and his family going around Croatia mm. um, and they showed all the stuff that Geller would normally have removed from the programme. So they showed all the misses and they showed all the behind-the-scenes nonsense. Yeah. And there the two classic moments. One was when the, the, he... The bell tower. Well, the bell tower. We haven't talked about that no, before, have we? No. But the first was the, the, his daughter. He was at the... You'll probably passed. find this footage on YouTube. Oh, I'd hope so. channel maybe 4OD has it. Four o, the 4ODs or the YouTubes will yes. have it. Um, he, he went to his went to breakfast and he was chatting with his daughter and he was saying how the number... he's obsessed with the number eleven and he was saying how the number eleven kept coming up and he said you know you've my room because my room number it is nine oh one which you had those numbers together it's eleven and his daughter went no it's not and he went yes and he goes dad shut up it's not and it was just really funny watching the disgust on his daughter's face as all this crap was coming out of Geller's mouth but of course the clock tower is the golden beautiful moment where he he the producer is obviously. In on this joke, says to Geller, Oh, oh why, why not see if you can make this an ancient clock tower? And says, Maybe you can make that bell ring. Geller's all enthusiastic about this, and he goes up the old stairs and he sits at the top and he's concentrating on the bell, and suddenly, bong, 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 <laughs> and he runs downstairs and he gets on the phone to his son, who's, who's, who's somewhere else in the country, and he says to his son, Oh, son, I, I concentrated on the bell, and it struck, and it rang four times. And his son, you just see the subtitles of his son saying, Yeah, yeah, dad, it's four o'clock. And it's just this extraordinary moment. And you, you do see that Geller buys into his own, his own nonsense. He mm. thought, you know, he was excited, not because he knew he could do it, but because somehow, you know, he'd had a hit that yes. he wasn't expecting. Yeah. And then he went around forcing tricks. Like he forced seed, the seed growing trick and spoon bending on these Croatian kids who didn't speak any English, mm. who were just like hanging around on the streets. And he went up to them and says, watch, watch, I, I make seeds grow. Yes, watch, see. <laughs> and they're like, who are you? Why are you doing this? Wasn't there the uh, famous uh, Noel's house party, gotcha? Which we're Ooh. not allowed to say gotcha Oscar, because Oscar, Oscar was So we just all. say gotcha, as he said. And w- where they did him, and there was footage when they weren't filming... Oh, yeah? ...of, the, you know, bending the spoons, getting them nice and ready <laughs> for the... <laughs> well, I, I don't remember if it was shown, but apparently, yeah, whether whether this was outtakes or whether it was actually shown as part of yeah. the gotcha... Um, that was a, a well he's been bit. caught on TV a couple of times bending the spoons and Johnny Carson of course famously yes. with James Randi famously set him up yes they set him up so for example a number of things they did they prepared properly knowing yeah. the sorts of tricks he would use Yeah. so for example making sure that the tables were all very stable for yeah. certain vibration effects and things uh-huh. like that making sure that if you were given a spoon it would be a spoon with a very tough um... <laughs> that's right yes. reinforced spoons yeah and point. he was very angry about that wasn't he he was absolutely furious yeah it was, it was the energy were all energies mm-hmm. were, all, were all wrong. I like it when he um, used to go on T V A M and programs like that, and he would say, "I um, oh, I'm drawing a. I'm drawing a picture. I draw a picture. You want home You a house? Call in. You call in. Yes, it's a house, a tree, or a boat. That's the three yes. things you draw. Because if you say draw a picture and you make square shapes with your hands and all the mm. kind of suggestive stuff yeah. that Darren Brown may do or whatever, um, you're going to get maybe one in a thousand people will draw the same thing. Maybe and more than that. I yeah, mean, mean if you're drawing, a, if you say a house, I would imagine that. Possibly even one in ten, or maybe more, will draw a house because it's such an easy thing to draw that we yeah. all draw as children. And you know? he'll emphasize a house with a triangle on the top, something then, yeah. based on basic geometric shapes. Yes. He'll say he'll put, he'll put all these. And boat, of course, is similar. Yeah. It's a triangle with a so, line coming it's down. House or a boat. And so there's all these things all kind of pushing. it will pretty much be a house or a boat. <clears throat> and it doesn't matter whether you draw a house, boat, or a tree, uh, which are the things that people tend to draw. So say you have got a one in twenty, people draw yeah. the same thing as you. That would work. Yeah. Um, and then of course, all, everybody phones it. Oh my goodness, I well, draw in a house. Exactly. Course, they only select. They have what TBM had what. 5 million viewers, mm. and the people who would... So it's self-selective. The people yeah. who phone in are the people who get a match. Phone in if you drew a house as well, he would say. Yes. And then you get, you know, 10,000 people maybe clogging their phone lines. Yes. Which would be some minuscule percentage of the yes. four, 4 or 5 million people watching. Which is the likely thing to be drawing anyway. <coughs> and, uh, exactly. And, of course, it sounds like it's a massive hit and he's... Of course. He's it's like, oh, because the phone lines are melting down! Ooh. <laughs> yes. He gets very, very excited the about this. The phone that. lines are melting I remember there was. I wish I could find this. This was so on do I. ITV in the early nineties, probably maybe mid nineties. Michael Aspel presented a programme. and It was meant to be one of these proving paranormal. It was a live show. I don't like Michael proving Aspel. their paranormal powers. I don't like Michael um, Aspel. No, oh, I'm sorry. Nor do, I don't yeah. really have any opinions no, about him don't. either I, way. I actually dislike him. Something oh oily and smarmy about uh, him. Well, he, um, he, they were doing one of these programmes, and uh, to He'll the give big you finish, a cream tea or three. Oh, Nicholas, the big finish. It was um, a, a guy who was going to walk on hot coals. And so he did this and there was much great, ridiculous fuss about getting into trances and all this kind of crap. And he did it. And then one of the uh, debunkers in the audience said, I'll do it. <laughs> and I the show overran because of this. Mm-hmm. And he just went out and walked across the coals. And that yeah. was the end of the show. He says, now, <laughs> now try heating some iron bars to the same temperature as the coals and <laughs> yes. walk across those. <laughs> That's and right. And we'll see the difference <laughs> of insulation and heat transfer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you know it was just brilliant watching that show, just pizzle out. Oh, and if we're going to talk about those kind of programs, mm. I remember Channel Five. Oh my goodness, this program presented one by Carol Vorderman. Channel Five. There's many, many. One doesn't ago. watch Carol Vorderman. Carol Vorderman. Oh, she's the one who whores herself to sell loans to people who can't pay That's them right. back and, and vegetable oils that don't make any difference. And horrible woman. I don't know why you ever worshipped her. I know. I really feel stupid about that shrine I built to Carol Vorderman. You did. Yeah? Remember your Countdown, and you were really quite obsessed with her at some stage. <laughs> what are you she talking has, she has about? The, the injunction. (laughs) <laughs> oh that is true yeah it's the, the restraining uh, one not really meant to talk about it uh, no anyway let's, let's move on okay so, so she was presenting this programme which was again setting out to prove paranormal powers or we'll prove them and they had Chris French in the audience of course and they had you know the usual sceptics who were there to provide balance the token sceptics and exactly. whom they'd give uh, uh, 25 uh, seconds of right. footage to and so what they were doing was a, I hope se- a selection Cora of was there. <laughs> I do hope so a live a, a series of he, live he, experiments he, he, Derek Okora is a big fraud who knows exactly what he's doing oh, of course of course he does, He's yes. a big, big fraudulent man who tells lies all the time. I'd like to time. see him, I'd like to see some sort of proof that he can speak to the dead. That'd yeah. be interesting. I'm just I'm just saying now, Derek, you're a big fraud and you tell lies to people mm-hmm. constantly. Of course he does. And you have no talent, he none prays, of the talents you claim to be. He preys on the you're grieving an evil, and the mourning. You're an evil He's a despicable vulture. scumbag. You are, and it would be better if you were one of the people whom you claimed to be able to speak to. I'll put it no more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, carry on. So you had Miss Vorderman whoring herself. Miss Vorderman. She was, uh, they were doing a series series of live experiments and pre-recorded experiments. Um, And the live experiments mostly consisted of holding up five psi cards, you know, the standard wobbly line, star-shaped triangle, circle, square. Mm. Um, and uh, a me- me- and they did it, a series of ones. The mediums in the audience would trans- transfer one should of the shapes. Should that be plural? Of, should that be media? The media in the media audience, in the audience <laughs> would transfer one of the shapes to the to the viewing audience. Mm. And you were supposed to call in. And they did a series of experiments. Like one was just for everyone one was just for men. One was just for women. Just find if men are, are more psychic than women, or the other way around. Um, well, and and t- then you'd phone in. And you would phone in. Oh gosh, that's that, a bit, that, that, that Hello, nice. I saw a squiggle. Oh, that means that <laughs> yeah, is, right. we, we, we've proven it. <laughs> well, you'd phone in and you'd press, you know, press one if you saw a squiggle. And so you'd do all this. And, um, and the results came up. And each time the results came up, they were almost hilariously 25%. It was because they had four shapes. And it was 25% each time, apart from one, when it was something like 38, 40% for something that was wrong, and the correct answer was massively lower. Just by, and, and Chris French was there to explain. He's, Chris mm. French, by the way, is a, a very uh, excellent British skeptic. Mm. Um, and he was there just going, yes, that's, that's statistical chance, isn't it? Well, yes. And, all and, the pre- and indeed, but people do th- forget that it, real randomness is actually quite lumpy. Oh, yes. And uh, that's the way yeah. that sometimes people detect, you know, when people are, for example, trying to fiddle their expenses. So they'll write Mm -hmm. made-up numbers in the ledger book. And one of the ways that people work that out is they do a stochastic analysis Mm -hmm. of it and they find out, well, actually that 's the sort of randomness yeah. that humans think is random yeah. there aren 't enough lumps you know if you toss a coin a thousand times, there are going to be runs of five, six, seven, eight, nine, even ten oh, yeah. times where you get heads yeah. whereas if you 're trying to be random you 'll never allow yourself to do that. you know your brain now i'm going to put a tail now i 've already <laughs> done three, I already feel dangerous <laughs> That's exactly, exactly. Absolutely. And, 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 and this is an almost fa- it 's almost impossible oh, yeah. for your brain to do a proper a proper set of randomness mm-hmm. when you try random and random events segregate non randomly. Exactly. Definitely. When you when you try and fake it. So that's why of course occasionally you will have a forty eight percent or whatever oh, suddenly appears. Yeah, so but no doubt the believers said ooh, oh, no, but it did negative energy yeah, But it didn't land on the right one, thank goodness. No, but that was otherwise, negative they otherwise they would have claimed it. No, they would have still claimed it you wouldn't what you wouldn't believe is despite every live experiment going horribly wrong, all the ones did in the studio Even though really they live. were such rubbish experiments. And, and even the other studio I can't remember what the other ones they did, maybe that was on four John Channel 5's website or something, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but at the end of this, uh, they also had throughout pre recorded uh, experiments, and all of them were perfect successes. Oh, So at the end like? of the programme, Carol Vorderman went, Well, we've had some successes and some, and some failures this evening, and listing all the things they pre recorded and edited as their successes. <laughs> as a success, which yeah. was fantastic. So, anyway, so the point is, uh, a couple of months later, Channel 4 came back with a very similar programme, mm. and I was very excited to see this because I thought, you know, Channel 4 might do something far better, but I was very mm. nervous because I thought, you know, they still allowed Darren Brown to do his crap on their programme, on their station. So, um, they had uh the the similar setup they had an audience with lots of ma- many mediums in it and i had some standard uh, blonde-haired channel 4 presenter mm. in a kind of tv grin a tv smile coming mm. on to present and i was a bit nervous and then they were saying okay and what we're going to do now is we're going to bring a, a psychic a medium out it's going to do some going to do some reads and there's an audience of mediums and i thought oh this is exactly the same mm. and then the psychic wandered out and it was james randy Oh, well and the, it was so marvellous and he did a bunch of cold reads and he did a hot read on one girl in, in, in particular mm-hmm. and then they showed you footage of how you can research someone just from the, yeah. di- the audience data they sent in the name yeah. and address and they showed you quite how much information they were able to mm. get on this woman just from doing that and then Randy explained cold reading and, the, and the, all the mediums in the audience started heckling and shrieking and screaming I don't and, I this, yes. oh it was marvellous <laughs> absolutely marvellous uh, but it's not like they'll be convinced in the end no well no people are just not going to change people are not rational therefore they're not going to change their minds are they so we've got to... well, the, the thing, all you can do is hope that the viewer who is who is unsure mm. will change their mind that's the that's the goal of these things isn't it that was a it, I think I remember that program yes yeah, so it was entertaining how they started baying for his yes that's right how did they not recognise I mean how badly clued up a medium yes. did have to be to not know what James Randi I'd, was I'd like? want my charlatan to be at least a bit more that's sophisticated right. than exactly. some of these Try a bit harder. Yes, ridiculous situations. Uh, how? I mean, that, that's a situation where these people deserved to be embarrassed by what happened. But how, I find it increasingly difficult to listen to prank telephone call okay. programs and things like that, uh, or, or indeed any sort of candid camera sort mm-hmm. of show. For example, when I listen when I listen to Dead Ringers, uh, You didn't do that. Oh, yes, of course they did. Yeah, John Coltrane did yes, those. Yes, I actually will turn it off. I, 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 I actually can't bear. Is it because it's just so unfair? It's just the, it's just so maladroit and so you know I, don't know what I, that means. I, I can't I can't bear to that the feeling uh, the cringing feeling I get down oh, yeah, my back yeah. where I think oh my god this is so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's the person's innocent and doesn't deserve the attack. So like when Chris Morris gets a celebrity, yeah, that's studio. fine, that's fine. But when you phone somebody at the end of a phone line and you yeah. do something a bit a bit tosserish, mm-hmm. and then you think oh, this person's probably had not a particularly nice day yeah. anyway, and you, you haven't done it. I, I suppose you could do something where it's actually quite entertaining, and the person kind of enjoys what you do. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not like you, all Christly and prudish about these things. But <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> you know I, me. I, 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 yeah, yeah you, If you start feeling all sorry for them, and you know, wanting to castigate them, whereas I just feel it's just too uncomfortable to listen to or to view at that point. So I I don't like those sorts of programs. Whereas of course I, I think I used to love Candid Camera and things like that. Did you? I never I never enjoyed them a great deal. I remember watching Beatles about. When I was very young, mm-hmm. and it was just kind of, oh, this man thinks he's had his car crushed, and it turns out he hasn't had his car crushed. It's just like watching a man get really upset for mm-hmm. a bit. Just didn't really work for me. No, well, I didn't like watching. Uh, I, I find it didn't like it because it showed how unpleasant English people could be. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah. Wow. Uh, because it wasn't just Beagle who was unpleasant. The you know the victim of his prank. You know the council have said that we are digging up your garden and replacing it with a. Uh, with that, yeah. with concrete or whatever, and the person would become belligerent yeah, yeah. and angry, and yeah. he'd become a very unpleasant, per, uh, re, react quite unpleasantly. He wouldn't react in a way that you'd hope would react, mm-hmm. with, oh my goodness, this is totally ridiculous, of course I'm going to deal with this and leave yeah. way or whatever. He'd just immediately go and start acting like a yeah. caveman uh, throwing a bat about. Because I didn't like that. It's self selective as well, of course, because the only people appearing on it are, are common. Those, yeah. well, are those nominated by people who uh, enjoy it? Com- common people. Is that what you're saying, common people? Yes, all common people were. Were there any Beatles about episodes without common people? I have no idea, barely, I don't barely remember the programme at all. I think it only allowed common people. Only allowed the common. Only commons. allowed the, com- the commons, um, to be honest. The hoi polloi. What did you just say? What did you just say? The say, hoi polloi. Say that again slowly. What? Say those three words again. I don't, I'm scared. You said the. Yes. Hoy polloi. Yeah. John, yeah. hoi is Greek for the. Oh, I feel such a moron, that's tautology now. The, the people. So what? how should I have said it? Either the poloi or hoi poloi, but not the hoi poloi, you said the, the people. This is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me. It is the most embarrassing. <laughs> I feel such shame. I can't believe you made such a silly solecism. I'm, I'm the worst person ever. i I'm cool. improve this by talking about... We haven't said anything horrible enough yet today. Okay. I was on the tube on the way here. The tube for those people who... live <laughs> <done this laughs> outside London. of London. It's a new slang for an underground it's railway. It's a sort of giant underground worm. Yeah, Which you crawl inside its belly and it wriggles its way through the earth of London. Yes. Um, so Nick's trying to drink his rum like a lizard. I want... The road, scooping well, the last well, drinks. I, yes, this time. I, I want more. It is good. I don't mind far too quickly. You because do. It's just so very yummy. Mm. Um... Uh, yes, there's a, new, a poster campaign. I presume you may have seen from the NHS, in mm. which the slogan is uh, "It's raising awareness about rape," mm. and the slogan yeah. is "Wake up to rape." <laughs> That's their slogan. That's a horrendous thing to suggest. I suddenly thought of a radio signal. <laughs> do 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 do. Wake up to rape on radio <laughs> <It's> two. two. <laughs> I just don't understand. Obviously, I know what they're trying Today, to say. Today, wake up to rape. Mondays <laughs> to Fridays, 8 till 7. I know what they're trying... 8 till 7. 8 till 7, a long joke. Yeah. I know what they're trying to do yeah. but, and trying to say. But didn't anyone at any stage go, um, that might be a little bit of a gross thought for some yeah. people? Wake up rape. Wake up to rape. <laughs> wake up, it's a beautiful morning. <laughs> you're ravaged and you're in a state. Stop now. I knew bringing this up would be a good idea. I was appalled. Yeah. So I'd like to have that campaign stopped now, please. Okay, I'll have it arranged. Uh, no, I prefer to have the uh, Scientology campaigns, which are allowed on the under- Are yeah, they? So, yeah, the Scientology um, anti-drug campaigns. Oh, really? Yes, which are um, knock and on, as they call it, are often appear on the underground. So no, they call their, they they themselves Narcanon, do they? The organization it's a front organization for Surely the AA want to claim and anon as their own. Well probably but it's because got you do have N A as a narcotics anonymous. That's yeah. a, an official AA. Narconon is psychologist. Wow. That's cunning because Al Anon is yeah. for friend well, relatives of people Their their gen, their general scheme is to lock Charge people a lot of money and lock them in a room for a few days. That, that and, if they, the and if they don't die and they come out and yeah. are then slaves to Scientology, that's a good trick. That works quite well. That's clever. Yeah, I and like that. Now you've annoyed all the Scientologists. All, all our Scientologist listeners. We've annoyed yeah. now. I feel terrible about annoying our Scientologist listeners. Yes, I feel I feel particularly bad. And yes. I think <laughs> I'm going to castigate myself. Make uh, sure you don't call it a cult, though. No, it's not a cult, it's a church. That's right, it's a yeah. special charity in a church. <laughs> it is a charity in a church. Um, what have you been doing with yourself? Because every time I've tried to speak to you online, you yeah. say, oh, I'm so busy. I always had a busy week last Why? week. Why? And it wasn't... You're, you're self-employed. To, it wasn't you were trying to speak to me last week, because you're demanding I run around and do lots of complicated things for you for no reason while I was busy. I, I was quite happy I, to have a chat. I expect that that's when you should do complicated <laughs> things. For I had a lot of work to I do last week. To, I asked you to get me a round to it. Because you kept saying, <laughs> I'll do it when I get a round to it. So I said, well, get, get this to it that is round and then you can do anything. That's a clever joke that you did. It's a little play on words. It is. Our, li- our, lis- our listener right now is collapsed in laughter. <laughs> have they collapsed? That's right. They've fallen. And it's too funny. They're gripping their sides. Their sides have literally ripped us under. That's their entrails are spilled <laughs> they've spilled their entrails all where, where do you think they're listening to this? Um, in the bath in the bath, so now the bath is a bloody visceral right. mess <laughs> that's true, that's what's happened oh dear, I'm sorry to have I feel dreadful for our Australian friends <laughs> Yes. who have just ruptured upon one another <laughs> Yes. not in the way they intended no, no it's awful yeah, so anyway, why were you so busy? I was to you write, you write games about you write games about TV articles. That's what so, I do for a living. And so, so tell yeah. me, tell me what you were doing that was so busy. I had lots of deadlines, but but you don't pay any attention to deadlines I you, do you take no heed of deadlines I, some of my editors no, might agree with you no but I like to think do that, do. that I do oh he never sticks to his deadlines that's no I do now. I, used, every I used to not and I nearly got fired a couple of times because of that how I'm do you get fired from being self-employed well, you fire yourself, yourself. Right. <laughs> right. I took <laughs> myself into an office and had a good go at me Jonathan Elias Jeremiah Walker this is the last time I've told you never to use my full name <laughs> on the podcast sorry John yeah. <laughs> John in air quotes <laughs> yes um, and you say to yourself that's the last time I'll allow you to take me for a phone and you turn around and your little hand is speaking to you like a soft puppy <laughs> saying right. I'm sorry sir I'll try very hard next time That's <laughs> saying, there words. won't be a next time John that's and say, I "Oh, please give me one more chance." And <laughs> say, "You've had all the chances you deserve, John." <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh, no, oh no, just one more. I have a wife and kids to look after. No, you don't, John. How do you know? Because I'm you, and you don't have a wife and kids. Oh, but I've been leading a secret life behind your back. But your back is my back. <laughs> I know, but it's the uh, it's, it's the front, which is also your back. If you think we're two people and like Janus. What are you talking about? Get out of my office. That's how it went. That's exactly how it went. You but, don't need me here, to but do you this, weren't do you? fired. I'm, I'm, that's how you see me as just your little sock puppet friend for the podcast. <laughs> with, with, with a back on this front and the front on this back. That's right. That's right. Um, no, got, I, well, I, you what, what happens, you know I don't get fired, but people stop using you. They stop using you? That's right, they stop giving you anymore. <laughs> they any stop work. using you. Oh, well, that's a true. That's true the way some of the publishers <laughs> are. <laughs> uh. Haven't you got a new union now with a busy bee as a. Uh, as a symbol, I thought the Union of Freelancers or something is that? was being, Was being set up. I'm I sure I heard. heard of this. I'm sure I heard. the N.U.J. is useless for freelancers, and well, the N.U.J. is just generally, <laughs> generally I do, useless, I do like. The the, I do like the way that the N.U.J. has chapels. Yes, it's true. Yes, it's part of the Bath N.U.J. Chapel. That's right. I, I went to the Bath N.U.J. Chapel once. And did you pray? The, the, no, we didn't did pray. A pretty stained glass window. No, we went in the pub. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Exactly. <laughs> that is a chapel for a journalist <laughs> 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 uh, I don't really want to carry on now. <laughs> no, and it was, it was awful. And these people who were so bad, I'd never been before, and just wanted along to have a look and see what it was mm. like. And none of them had the faintest idea what they were doing. And I kept going, Well, why not do this? And they're like, Ugh. So I didn't really bother with that again. No. didn't feel like they were going to do a lot of support for me. No, they weren't. But anyway, no, sorry, I was like, yes. Yeah, so I had a very busy week, lots of work, lots of deadlines. It's good to make some money at least. How much money did you make? Tell all your listeners how much, because they think you have a very glamorous lifestyle. Yeah, should I say how much money I, lost, I earned last week? Actually, yeah, I do. So was, yeah, this is actually quite a brave thing to yeah, do. Yeah, £430 people... pounds I made last week. £430, pounds. and did and you feel that was quite a good week? It was a re- Yeah, it was, it was a good week. I won't be making that much this week. Exactly. Not, not close. And a pound... By the way, for our international listeners, is the currency of yeah. the United Kingdom of Great Britain. It used to be very excitingly worth $2, and now it's worth about $1.20 or something. It was great. America was half off for a while. Yeah. It was the land of 50% off. But it was wonderful, because you could do anything in America, and you, you know, your friends said, oh, it's a bit of an expensive restaurant. Said, mm, yeah no, it isn't. I have, I have some friends in America who, who, who I, I like to stay with about once a year and stay in the house, and to thank them I like to stay out know, for dinner, obviously, mm. at the end of the week and um, one time we went, and the, the bill came to $90 for, for three of us. Nice. I'm like, we can't let you pay that. It's it's forty. Well, at the time it was 50%. It was £45 pounds for three people to have a really big dinner. So yes, I think I can. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's, a, it's a lot of money. I wouldn't spend that to go out for dinner on my own, but to say thank you to my friends for their generosity, and oh. I think that, yes, I can just about scrape yes. £45. Pounds for, for, for how many people? For three people to eat a, a three-course meal. Yeah, I think that's quite cheap, actually. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think I can course just course about cope yeah. with that as opposed to that would be three main courses in the average British pub. Yeah. I mean, think about it. It was, it was wonderful. Oh, it was brilliant. I bought those so much days. stuff in those days. Those days yeah. have now passed. I hope Obama completely screws up and Mr. Clegg and Mr. Cameron do really well, because then we can get those days <laughs> That's back true. That's again. all we want back. Yeah. Why well, can't George Bush be the president again? Although I am told that um, if uh, Clegg and Cameron continue... Yeah. And I do put Clegg first, because it's mainly his responsibility, because we didn't have to have this. Yeah. I'm told by a lot of uh, economists that we are going to go into a Great Depression. Because oh, what led the world into the Great Depression was cutting too quickly. Ah, right. Um, now, of course, cutting sounds sensible, and, you know, everybody, yeah. it's like, ooh, uh, a matron's telling me that I'm not allowed to have an extra pudding. and uh, you, <laughs> you sort of feel slightly, you, you like to be told by the, by the uh, strict person yeah. that you have to cut back. The problem is, of course, you end up um, losing far much more money by the cutting in the in, in, in the general economic depression that that produces, and in the loss of uh, employment that that produces, which then means people who are unemployed, don't pay taxes, and don't buy things, mm-hmm. and then have to be paid unemployment benefits, yeah. even if it's sliced and so on. Yeah. So, of course, that's the problem. And one can argue it either way, but at the moment, it seems to me that most economists whom I've read are saying actually what. And Cameron are doing it, is dangerous. Uh-huh. Now, of course, Mr. Coxall disagrees. Well, of course he does. But I, 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 and I was prepared to accept either way, actually. I mean, I was, so, okay, maybe we are in such a state now that we have to do some ghastly things. But actually, looking at what most economists who aren't crazy say, actually, for ideological reasons, because I like the slashing. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to be thrown into a terrible heap of mess. Oh, well, never your mind. Friend, you voted for Mr. Clegg, so it's your fault. It's not I, entirely my I, fault. I, I didn't vote for Mr. Clegg. You, however, did. For whom did you vote? I voted for not Mr. Clegg and not Mr. Cameron. Ah. I voted for Mr. Don Foster. And, Mr. Clegg. And he won. In other words. I know. I, d- I trusted him. I was like a fool. You were like a fool. I mean... I mean well, he's... Mr. Clegg, well, the, the, he gave a few clues... He was in the Young Conservatives at university. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a, a, yeah, a that's slight true. clue. I'm a Eustonian now. Yes, exactly. That's oh, some, somebody promised us that they would... Um, oh, yes, tell us what was wrong with you. They would the tell South. us, no, and what was wrong about our whole impression of where the left have yeah, gone. that's right. And how the left are still lovely, even though yeah. they're sort of vile and anti-Semitic and promote germ, generally quite unpleasant right-wing dictatorships because they are of a prettier color mm-hmm. um, I await his his yeah, comments. Yeah, looking of, forward know, to hearing those uh, reasons. So come while. on, podcast at We yeah. said you said you wanted to challenge us. Yep. I await the challenge anytime, any place. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. We're we're, we're waiting. So take Look what I'm outside. doing. What am I doing? You are. You're trying to clap with one hand. No, I'm doing what they did on the Matrix. You know when they oh, were yes, doing so the Yes. <laughs> so they you know put your hand out and your fingers become orthogonal temporarily. That's correct. Yes. You're very much in like a way. Keanu Reeves in many ways. Now it's nearly time to finish and I think before we stop we should try to work out what during this episode will have annoyed Adam Huffman. Did you... What annoyed him previously was you're using the word jealousy when you should have used the word envy. That's true. Have you done that this time? I don't think I have. Would you like to do that now? I think he just has a lot of jealousy for how I speak. Would you like to try... I think uh, that's the problem. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you, you suppose that Mr Huffman will deign to listen to this That's episode? That's true, or listen, at least listen after this far the, without turning off in disgust After the last episode where I was feeling a bit peculiar, he mm-hmm. turned off Furious he was He was, he didn't want to listen to my uh, strange yeah. new voice It'll, Your peculiarly cold addled tones Yeah, uh, exactly yeah. So I'm afraid that he uh, may not give us another chance I thought you were lovely last week by the way I got to speak in complete sentences I gave you plenty of time it this week to speak It was a, it was a treat a lot. I gave you plenty of time to speak this yes. week, actually. I noticed while you were going on about media and so on. Oh, well, I did talk about... I was sitting there quite quietly sipping my honey ruff. I, r- thought letting you m- I did think to myself, he's letting me do three bits in a row about these TV shows, which are all linked together. I'm very generous. I thought that was amazing, that I got three of those. Exactly, so a bit of my yes. character last week You're has... You're not quite better, I think that's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> that's By next <laughs> week, I'm sure he'll be back to normal. Percolated through, exactly. That's right. Well, okay. I think we should stop there because otherwise people will get too excited. Do you think this was an okay one? Yeah, yeah I think it was, I think it was okay. I think we were quite funny. Funnier nearer the beginning than the end. Yeah, but I was, so some of the things would have been quite interesting for those who haven't heard of them. Cold I guess reading so. and stuff like that. Yeah, together it's good stuff. And no, do look up that footage; it's great fun. Oh, and another bit of footage to look up, and it's on my blog, which is botherer.org. Um, it, uh, look for search for leverage um, or leverage. How do you say it? Either oh, is fine. Um, but how do you say it? Leverage. Leverage, Leverage I say. Leverage. Yeah. Leverage. Yeah. Um, uh, they do an episode in which someone does cold reading and one of the cast is, is a victim of it and the others explain how it works mm. and the explanation is one of the most beautiful and concise explanations of cold reading I've ever seen. Oh. It's well worth looking up for that clip. It's on YouTube, but check it out. I think it's on my blog. It's on the YouTube. On the, the tubes of you. Good. Right, I'm done now. Bye-bye, people, and thank you for listening to us. It's a great treat that we can have your ears. Ah, oh, that's lovely. Good boy. Bye.